Hello, sports fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League Podcast number 72, where I would normally crack a cold one, but I'm still kind of lightly on the light and easy. Uh, so let's get into it. <laughs> Round eight. Oh, hey, I first got to introduce my co-panel. Uh, Swakes, how you going, mate? Not bad. So, so it's light and easy light. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's you know. Well, that's right. Uh, I enjoy this. And Principal, how you going, man? Good, good. We're all COVID-free this week. I think we're... Uh, yes, we're feeling a lot better. We're feeling a lot better. Hopefully, it makes a bit more sense this week. Probably won't. Nice. But, yeah. yeah. Now, you're suffering from other ailments this week, aren't you, Principal, which we'll get into later. Oh, look, it's, it's been a rough... It's been a rough, <laughs> it's been a rough few days. It was a very long week of football, it seemed, because like, there was a game yesterday, right? It was. With, uh, two Anzac games Day. yesterday. So it started Thursday and finished on Tuesday. And then we're starting up again tomorrow, so it's like not a, not a very big break between rounds. No. All right, let's get into it. Round eight, Rabbitohs and Panthers. Oh, uh, this was a great game. This was a ripper of a game. This was two very, very good footy teams just going at it, and I loved watching this. I thought it was a, just a really, really exciting attacking game of footy, and... Some really, really great tries scored by both teams. Some really amazing slick ball work in terms of passing. I sort of think of the Latrell Mitchell flick, which looked great. And Cody Walker's pass in the final minute to steal the game. And, and then you, um, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, then some really good covering tackles to save other, other try, uh, potential tribe movements. I think Cleary came up with a couple of classic covering tackles. Um, yeah, just an, and a great finish, you know, two tries in the last five minutes to for South to break their their hoodoo against Penrith. I think South cheated, like they cheat with everything else. And <laughs> Panthers should have won. <laughs> and um, oh, what well, what about the bloke who scored so, the winning try? Well, he should be in that team forever, shouldn't he? Yeah, he the should, left centre. He should, you know, way better than their new recruit. Maybe maybe he can come to the Raiders. He can score tries. <laughs> When did, I wonder when he last kicked the ball out in the full. I don't think it's every week, oh, like a certain yeah. someone. Anyway, I'm not bitter. I'll t- I'm just, I'll, I'll, just caught as I said. No, not at all. You sound, you sound like a typical uh, passionate yeah. fan. I do. Passionate about your team, which means you're passionately angry when they when things like this happen. Oh, them, furious. But, um, but, no, it was a great game. It, again, this year has been... Well, I think just... we all messaged each other at full time saying, geez, that was a yeah. great game or something like that, didn't we? But, you know, we've done that so many times this year. Just It keeps delivering, like, every single mm. week. There was another... You know, the games yeah. kept going. Um, Tuesday, yesterday's game was fantastic. Actually, both games were good yesterday as well. Just, you well, know, it's been fantastic, all the games. Was it, like, six games? Six or seven out of the eight games this round were less than 12-point yeah. margins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... It was yeah. Fantastic quality of footy. Were, were there any blowouts at all? I don't think there was. Was I, Sharks pulled Well, the Sharks won by there. 13 points, but even that wasn't a... That, that no. was the biggest margin this round. It was a 13-point game. Yeah, I mean, the biggest blowout. Um, and that was from a very, very ricocheting field goal attempt, like where it ricocheted off the Bulldogs player. Yeah, we'll get to that game soon. But uh, no, this is a... I really enjoyed it. Great way to start the Anzac round. I thought both teams just were awesome. And... Um, you know, it's um, it's certainly created a bit of a logjam of teams on ten competition points now. Um, with with that happening, so uh, yeah, really great. It's amazing that a, a team that's been struggling like the Raiders is only two points off third on in points. You know, two yeah, points well, off tenth, it, and then, you know, I mean, they're they're a long way down. But 
it's um it's so you tight. You only have to win three. You only have to win three games in a row, and all of a sudden, it's a very different, yeah, yeah, different sort of ball game, isn't it? Um, yeah. And look, I think for this game, like it, it goes to show as well, like the big players step up in the big games more often than not. And I thought Latrell, he gets someone gets criticised for not, you know, doing like some of the fullbacks by having twenty runs a game. But if he were to have twenty, I think Cooper Cronk said it. If he were to have twenty runs a game, he wouldn't be as effective because when he does, he has he averages about twelve or thirteen runs a game, which is about right because that means when he does run the ball, when he does get involved, it's more impactful. So, and he, he, he had some big moments in this game. Yep, they don't even need extra players. Look, they've got so many good, you know. Well, he's a centre, isn't he? Oh. Just... <laughs> he's a left centre too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Friday's games. Eels lost to the Broncos. Smart they they go first. did. The, what I'd say about this game, I thought the first half by the Broncos is the best half of football they've put together this year. Because they're up against, a, you know, last year's grand finalists. Um, and I thought we were just sensational. We were making lots of ground up the middle of the ruck. We were spreading the ball really well. Adam Reynolds' kicking game is, again, just next level. He's the best kicker in the comp, at least this year he is. Um, he's been in the top two or three pretty much his whole career. But this year, he has been the number one kicker uh, in, like, in terms of general play kicking in the comp. Um, and what I liked about this too, it shows sort of the Broncos' attitude towards games now. Now, I think when it was 6-0 um, and the Broncos were certainly playing the better, they had a pretty rough call go against them with um, uh, Cobo got pushed when he got up to play the ball and instead of calling a penalty, he called a knock-on and then the Eels scored off that off that um, changeover in possession. And back in the day, the Broncos would have sort of buried the, you know, dropped their heads, dropped their bundle instead they bounced back and scored three very quick tries off, off the back of that. So um, that's why I thought it was really impressive. The second half, we were, you know, a little bit off our game. Um, but still, you know, obviously, we did enough. I mean, I think the second half, the Eels won 10-4 or something. So um, overall, it was a really good game. Well, that, Ezra, that was Ezra Mann's best game in a month. He was fantastic. The, his flick pass was just sublime. What I loved about it is when he, when he did that flick pass back to Reynolds, he didn't even look. Uh, as soon as he flicked it, he then turned around to look at, I think, Reese Walsh to just start celebrating because he just knew as soon as it left his hands, that's hitting him on the chest, and that's a try. That was um, that was great to watch. I think Tony Staggs is having a great season too. He's sort of um, gone under the radar a little bit this year, but his defence, he's I think he's possibly the best defensive centre in the competition. He, he makes some really, really good decisions. I've always believed that centre is the hardest position on the field to defend, um, and he's been doing fantastic. So... Uh, there's some other obviously obvious things we'll talk about in this match later in one of our stories. I don't want to talk about it now, otherwise I might get a bit too upset. Yeah, Principal, anything else to add to the uh, Eels Broncos? Oh, look, it's just, just a, a warning for Jack White and people have left the Raiders and they get worse. Josh Hodgson, terrible in this game. He got hooked <laughs> after, like, he played 30 minutes, maybe not even that. And then they put a, a rookie uh, hooker on. For the rest of the game, so we'll mm. see. But no, it was, he, he start, well. his age and his injuries are starting to tell, isn't it? Oh, a couple, a couple of knee, knee reconstructions sort of stuff show up, really. Not many yeah. players come especially back. Especially at that age. Yeah, at that age. Especially at that age. It, it's yeah. really difficult to get back, and especially the way he plays. Um, he just slowed mm. down a bit now, and I, I think he's getting caught out. Yeah. But no, the Broncos played well. Yeah. Eagles, yeah, they weren't too bad, really, in that second half. They sort of came back, but... They, they yeah. improved in the second half, definitely. The first half, they were just, um, 
They were just, they, 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 I don't want to say they allowed the Broncos to make tons of meters. I think the Broncos certainly didn't give them much option, but, um, but you know, they were just a little bit slower. They were, they were, they were, they were a step slower than Brisbane for that whole first half, I think. Yeah. All right. And then moving on to Saturday's games, we've got the Bulldogs and the Sharks. I think there's a couple of times the Dogs sort of got it close, but the Sharks were always, always had the lead and always looked like they were going to be a bit too too good for them. So it wasn't super impressive by the Sharks, but they were a class above the Dogs. All right, what about the Cowboys and the Knights? Anyone watch that one? No, hardly inspiring. Had better things to do. Cry about Jack Wyden. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, it was a pretty entertaining game. Um, close. Close. The whole way through. Caelan Ponger made his comeback from injury, and he was pretty solid. He, he came on after about 25, 30 minutes and played the, the, the rest of the game from there. Um, the Cowboys got a desperately, desperately needed win. I mean, they really needed that, and they had to come from behind as well. So it was a, uh, it, it was look, it wasn't the highest quality game of the round, but it was certainly entertaining. Both teams um, certainly had a go, and, and it was close the whole way. So yeah. All right, and then Sunday's games got the Dolphins beating the Titans. Oh, this this game I did watch, and I was very, very happy. I was about to turn it off at halftime. And it was just Dolphins scoring that try, I think, just before halftime. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to stick around because we know what Titans are like. They've coughed up so many big wins against the Raiders. I remember a few. There's been lots of other teams. And um, it just they just did what they usually do. Dolphins came back. It was just fantastic. It was so good to watch. Mark Nichols, my favourite non-Canberra player, he's actually an ex-Canberra player, scored a try as well. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic from the Dolphins. The goat. It, it's, um, yeah, the goat. I don't know what happened to the Dolphins at the start. <laughs> he has of... a beer called Goat, doesn't he, now? Does he? Mark Nichols? I'm pretty sure I saw him on NRL 360, and he's, he's actually got a beer called the Goat. Why Why am I not um, drinking that right now? I know. I've got to find it. I've got to find that, um, too, because I will. He's yeah. a legend, that guy. Um, no, it was, it, was fant- it was great to watch. I mean, you know, the game should have been over, and Dolphins just, yeah. I don't know what they did. They just started playing footy. They just literally stopped. They didn't, you know, play for the first turn up for the first um, thirty minutes, basically, and then switch it on. And Titans decided to to swap swap roles and stop playing. Yeah, and they did yeah. some stupid things like Kieran Foran, a, a chip kick coming. They were up by oh, like like second tackle. Yeah, what, ten meters out from his line or something. And then you know, dumb. Dolphins got the ball. They probably scored off that. And then there was another one. They made a break, and then um, AJ Brimson just. Launched a pass, didn't need to do that because they're still up, and um, I think Dolphins scored again. So, yeah, just stupid, stupid play really for Titans. And now they're coaching. Uh, that's they're so that's what it's called, Flippin' Goat. The beer is called Flippin' Goat. Flippin' Goat. I'm gonna look that up. I don't know if it's something like supposed to be like flippers because of the Dolphins or something. I don't know, but it's called Flippin' Goat. Flippin' Goat. Uh, anyway, right. sorry. Side note. Um, yeah, this was a really entertaining game. It's like you said, like I was because I generally on a Sunday afternoon if I'm doing a bit of bit of exercise, I'll, I'll chuck it on the iPad and, and that sort of distracts me from from, from whatever. And, and, yeah, as I said, 26, I'm like, oh, I might find something on Netflix to watch now. But then, yeah, the, the Dolphins got that try and I was the same. I was like, you know what? It is the Titans. It could happen. Uh, and you're right. I think last year they had a similar lead. Like, they were, what, 22-0 against you, boys, yep. and you ran them down? Yeah. Um, it was only a couple of years ago we all watched it at your place when they were up 22-0 after... 12 minutes against the Broncos, and the Broncos came back and won. And that was the terrible Broncos, not the good Broncos. Um, so they, ha- they, they had a terrible defensive team, the Titans. They, they, 
they looked like a million dollars in the first half an hour. Um, but yeah, once the once the goat did score early in the second half, I, I said to myself, if the Titans finish on twenty six, they will lose. Like twenty six won't be enough. They will get rolled if they don't score any more points. And sure enough, um, they never really got know, close. Did great... they? They never in that second well, half. It. They didn't that's get close it. to scoring. It was just well, and what what a great little piece of history for the Dolphins in their first year, their eighth game of of first grade rugby league. They've equaled the record for largest ever comeback uh, deficit, you know, pulled back in mm. of 26 points. Um, you know, so they're, 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 they've done, they're, they're, in their first year, they've, they've equaled a rugby league record in Australia. So, awesome effort. And, um, you know, just, I think they've got a lot of, Wayne Bennett's building like a bit of, um, you know, a, 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 he's giving them a bit of an identity of a team that just, they'll always be in the fight. Like they're not going to win every week, especially with the score they got. But they they're always in the fight. Mm. Yeah. Moving on, um, we've got West Tigers lost to the Sea Eagles. Well, it's close though. This is Manly. Manly took them a bit lightly, I think, for this game. It was um, a bit of a weird game. Uh, well, they but... they shot out of the blocks, and then the Tigers reeled them in, and the Tigers actually got the lead. They should have won from that point. They it it, it goes to show like winning is a habit, but so is losing. And because they haven't won for, you know, I think they've lost like, what, eight, eight games this year or whatever and, and their last four or five last year, it's just become a habit. They don't know how to close out a game. And, um, yeah, it's just um, it's a shame. I was really cheering for them. I thought they were finally going to get there. But, um, yeah, I, I can tell you, it's a bit interesting with Trebojevic, though, isn't it, with uh, Turbo. Um, catching that ball from that line break and getting run down by a prop um, that's a bit concerning about about his groins and, and hamstrings and lower back and whatever other injuries they say he has or doesn't have. Groins? Um, How many has he got? Wow, couple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it's um, it's funny that he just is. I mean, now that they're, they're starting to question his automatic selection for Origin, but even at the start yeah. of this year, I was like, is he really like a walk up start these days? Origin. Not form, no. Not form. He's, form, he's not. But also the just the injury risk, injury risk, and I reckon you like this. You know, look at someone like Campbell Graham. I mean, he's been yeah. he's been replaced now. He may as well just join the Raiders. It's just, well, he's, I mean, <laughs> uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you wish, mate. You oh, look, look. The reason um, Luke Brooks hasn't been playing well, he's just waiting for his bloody message from Ricky Stewart, looking at Jack oh. White and wishing him to go. Now we're gonna we're gonna lose Jack, and we're gonna end up with bloody Luke Brooks. And I'm <laughs> got got Mike McGuire. Look how that's tr- going for the Raiders. So we've gone from we're just turning into the West Tigers 2.0. But anyway, I'm not bitter. Yeah, I'm right. fine. And I'm then, perfectly fine. I'm, and I'm, then we're going to move on to <laughs> the, uh, Anzac Day. The Anzac Day games. We had the Roosters narrowly beating the Dragons, 27-26. Yeah, this yeah. was a good, <clears throat> fun game to watch as well. And again, like Roosters got a bit of a lead early in that second half, and. Look, to be fair, the Dragons should have won this game. Um, they, they, they outscored them in tries. It was I think it was five tries to four. And when Radley got sent to the sin bin, you know, rightly or wrongly, you know, I think it's funny because it was Radley and it just always happens. Um, yeah, yeah. But I saw that on Reddit and I'm like, yeah, typical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, well, he, he got sent to the bin about two minutes into that period. Um, uh, Amon puts a brilliant grubber kick through for Sloane, who was uh, Sloane was having an absolute ripper of a game. All he had to do was pick the ball up and fall over the line. Instead, he towed it ahead again, and, and then they didn't get another chance 
at the Roosters line. Now, obviously, if he scores that, they're up by six, and they've still got another six or seven minutes against a 12-man team. So that was a huge momentum swing. From that point of the game, the Roosters controlled the last 15 minutes of that game. Um, yeah, but it's one that went begging, I think, for the Dragons because they had them. Yeah, again, it's like we said, the game looked like the Roosters going to run away with it. I thought Dragons started really well, and then Roosters got those couple mm. of tries, and you thought, oh, this is going to be a bit of a letdown for an mm. Anzac Day match. But it was fantastic. It, you know, I was going for the Dragons and never want the Roosters to win. Um, but they, um, <laughs> it's yeah, Dragons actually compared to what they dished up last week against the, the Raiders, they were a completely different team, and um, their young, their young half and and uh, fullback were just really on fire, and yeah, just killed well, it. The centre um, totally outplayed, you know, the world's greatest rugby union player, Suali'i. Yeah, um, yeah, he got totally outplayed yeah. by Suli. Um, completely embarrassed him. Um, the other thing, too, is um, I thought there were some pretty dodgy or very questionable refereeing decisions in this game. I mean, uh, what, and look, thank, look, for once the bunker actually did something right. How on earth the referee allowed Brandon Smith to pass the ball off the yeah. ground when he was clearly held and tackled? Like, if the Dragons ended up tackling that guy then a metre out from the line, they don't get to go back and reverse that decision. Yeah. Like, what were they thinking with that? And then... The other one that I found a bit puzzling is when Jack Bird got told that he lost the ball when he got up to play it, like when, when they said he planted the ball to help himself get up, and Bird appealed it straight away, so no, he, he pulled my arm, and whether he pulled his arm or not, it's for me, not relevant. He didn't lose the ball. So I don't know why the Roosters were then given the scrum feed. Like, he got up, played the ball, he never lost it, so I, I don't know, I thought it was a bit weird, but anyway... So it is, All right. Roosters. All right, and then our last game for round eight, we've got the Storm beating the New Zealand Warriors, 30-22. to Oh, this More is... refereeing bullshit in this game. Oh, this is shocking, the refereeing in this one. Warriors were dudded. The fuck was with that yeah, try to give the Storm the lead? Yeah. They were so obviously come off the, the Storm player yeah. from that bomb, and and you can see, like... You, and I didn't see the press conference afterwards. You saw Andrew Webster when... When the trial was confirmed, he just buried his uh, head into his hands. Like, are you serious? It was classic. He was actually very reserved then. Imagine if that was Ricky or Bellamy. Just oh, like, I reckon Bellamy. No, there'd be no glass I've, left on that on that. I they would have shattered that after that call. But um, Warriors played fantastic. There was... Um, that was strong. Yeah, they were... They had some players injured during the game too. Well, they ended up with no one on the strong. bench. Yeah, no one on the bench to yep. finish the game. They lost their fullback and they still got very close, mm. so... Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. couldn't ask for two better games, really, on Anzac Day, just sitting back and yeah, having no, a few all, drinks and watching them. All four of those teams, all four of those teams stepped up and, and really made a good account of themselves. And they were, both games were in the balance going into the final couple of minutes. So couldn't ask for much more than that. Well, that wraps up uh, round eight, Anzac round for 2023. Uh, Tips-wise, we did pretty good. Smokes and myself got seven. Principal got six and Fennel got four. Oh, I'm coming back. So close to tipping South too. Oh, yeah. This close to tipping South. I was going back and forth in all my tipping comps and I was like, should I, should I not? And I'm like, no, I'll go with the favourites, but damn it. Why not? Uh, And then you wide, I'm in the lead 44, then Smokes 41, uh, Principal 35 and Phantom 33. Phantom is is fading. Sure. Yeah. Again. Uh, anyway, let's He's move a on to the, man. 
Yeah, that's right. We'll move on to the power rankings because we're recording when they've actually published them. So Raiders are at position 11. They are down one spot from last, which I find a bit... Oh, I guess they had the bye last week, but... Yeah. Okay, sure. It's like... Thoughts about that one, Principal? Oh, don't even care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's so so shattered. It's fair. He's lost the will to live. The power rankings fair, but Uh, they'll probably jump up a few after this week's demolition of the Dolphins. Yeah. And then the Roosters are on position eight. There's no movement for them. Um, I think... Uh, Phantom would agree with that yeah. one. I don't think they should move. Like they, they won, but it was against the dragon. And like the dragons were improved, but it's still the dragons. Yeah, like they're not setting the world on fire. Oh, who's and number one? Broncos. Broncos. Number one. Still number one. Still number one, baby. I'm in a little bit of shock, but okay. Number one. Big test this week, though. Jeez, who's the only team that's beaten the number one team? Just Ricky's Raiders still coming for you. Yeah, and look, that's proof that you can do it without your mate. Because you did it without him. Yeah, we don't need him. Stuff him. You don't need him. Just give. You're better off without him. Just give us nice big, just, just nice big piece of the salary cap pie you can spend on someone who wants to be there. Yeah, we'll probably end up with a awesome player like Luke Brooks or come on, exactly. Come on down, Shane, uh, Kyle Flanagan. Come on, Brooks is <laughs> all right. Jeez. Come on, yeah, Kyle. Fl- yeah, Flano's on the outer. Yeah. Maybe you get Sam Walker from the Roosters. That's I would love that just so I could get it and have one over at least. I mean, the fans we, we can stir it up, edit that one out later. Sure. Don't worry about that. That's <laughs> all edited. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to some news headlines, and obviously we're going to be talking about this whole Jack White <laughs> thing because we've been we've been hinting around it around the edges. But let's and boy, boys, it. I'm just going to go get some popcorn for this session. So um, yeah, just let's, let's yeah. Principal takeaway, mate. It's not fair. Ricky takes swipe at flawed system in stunning Whiten statement. I really loved Ricky's statement this afternoon. <laughs> you know what? It was. It was like I'd written it. He was. You could tell he's hurting. This is um. This is a bit shattering. I was. I could cop if he uh, he went to Dolphins. Pretty similar money, and for a change, just go into the Rabbitohs and on a massively reduced off deal. And I don't care like what anyone says. I think the NRL 360 said it was 750 next year. It's less than he's actually on now. And then it's, you know, it goes up to 900 in the last couple of years, but it's just it's crazy. The this happens so often that it's just becoming a problem. That happens a lot with the Roosters, happens a lot with some of these teams where they'll they can get any player they like and they go for less to win the premiership, which is just ridiculous. They shouldn't the NRLs, the it just the 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 competition can't work if that's the case. So I can't understand how they can sign for so much less. The Raiders and Dolphins are offering pretty much the same money, and then South come in, and it's just because oh, he wants to win a premiership, he's going to take less. There's, there's no way he's going to take that much less. There's obviously other stuff happening, but even then, it should NRL got to look after some of the teams like the Raiders. Dolphins can't sign anyone. I feel actually feel pretty sorry for them as well. It's another marquee player they've missed out on, offering massive money, and it's just um, it's pretty disheartening, really. And then I think the biggest thing for me was he's basically going to win a premiership, so he's basically telling all the Raiders players they've got no chance of getting close, even though they were one win off uh, the South team last year. And you know, basically, he's if he played well, they would actually um, you know, uh, they've got a decent chance of getting up there anyway so yeah it was really disappointing i think it's just ridiculous that something's got to change 
if this stuff can keep happening. It happens with the Roosters. It happens, you know, uh, Brendan Smith, when was, the Dolphins were trying to get him, ended up going to the Roosters, how they can afford him, when Dolphins would have been giving him the million dollars a year as well, goes for less, blah, 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 same thing all the time. And then what's going to change? It's going to be the same teams every single year at the top. The rest, you know, they have to have a massive breakout year to, to even get closer. It's just, yeah, ridiculous. But I don't know, I'm over it now. I just want the Raiders to move on and find someone else. But they, the problem is they can't get a player because if they get any decent player, say um, uh, someone like Manu is coming off in 2025, someone like Luai, where are they going to go? They're not going to go to Ra- Raiders could offer him 1.3. He's going to sign for Roosters for 800, 900. It'll just keep happening. The Raiders can't actually replace someone. They have to try and develop it. But how long would it take to get White into where he is now? 15, 15 years of work to get him to a place where they can actually have that marquee player. They, Raiders have never been able to get those those marquee players, and that's where it it just doesn't work when, you know, it's surely there's got to be a way of, you know, in this situation, maybe Raiders could pay him another 300 grand separate to the cap or something like that. And um, you can top it up that way. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, the whole the whole situation's just very strange the way it's like the way it's all like now played out, to me it kind of feels like they'd sorted this deal out, him and South, long before it's been announced. Hundred percent agree. Just because, feels, feels because too it's weird. like yeah. Well, he he's like, ah, oh, he's still got another year to run on his contract, like an option in his favour. He says, Oh, you know what? No, I wanna I wanna test the market and see what I'm worth. I want to see, like that was that was the initial statement. I want to see what I'm worth. I want to see what I can, what offers I can attract on the open market. So then Canberra, very soon after that, offer him four point four over four years. That's pretty fucking good money. I think the Dolphins came in with about what was it four or four point one over four years. So yep. pretty similar money. And I guess because it's up in Brisbane, lower living costs that kind of offsets that a bit. The chance to be coached by Wayne Bennett, all that sort of stuff. To be the the marquee, the first big marquee dolphin, you know. And then, you know, CSR, you know, our deal is what, 3.2 over, or 3.3 over four years. So it's 1.1 million less over the course of the term. He's also retired from rep footy during this as well. Was that part of it? Was that a condition that South put on? It's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll... We'll bring you here, give you a better chance of a premiership, but you got to re- you got to retire from rep footy because we've already got too many rep players. Yeah, and you know the like, interesting it, the whole thing. thing yeah, it, he actually I, it wasn't reported, but he's actually stood down this year from the Raiders leadership group, which is another. Yeah, I heard that. That's on today, NRL three sixty. Yeah, that they mentioned that, and you think even that's strange considering his status in the team, and you know obviously this was. Yeah, you can't say that this was just a, oh, South came in at the last minute. This South was, didn't come in at the last minute. It's, a, it's only become planned. public at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think they've known for a long time that they, they've said, okay, well, you're going you're gonna to announce that you're going on the open market and blah, blah, blah. And, and look, the NRL will have to, and I don't blame the Raiders for, for their position saying, well, we want, we want that contract investigated because the, the, there's some rules in place where players will be sort of given like a notional market range on, on what they should be. So if they get offered something massively under what that range is, the NRL can say, well, hang on. Um, if you want to sign him for that, that's great. But you get, like you might sign this guy for... I'm not saying Jack. Let's say they sign someone for 300000 but his notional value is 600000 The NRL can actually say, well, 
That's fine. You can pay him 300000 but it's going to count as 600000 on your cap. So you don't have to pay him that extra 300000 but you got 300000 less on your cap because the fact is you're paying him unders. Yeah. And it, um, that's what I, so they like, could very well look at this. That's why I just can't cop that, you know, I think some people said, oh, he's going to go play centre there. The Dolphins were still offering that million-dollar mark for... And Wayne Bennett said, you know, it could be Senna, it could be... You know, and that's how... Souths well, are going to use him that way anyway. They're, they're not going to... Souths will absolutely yeah. use him in the centres, and that's how they're going to pitch it to the NRL for the contract. Saying, well, we're not paying him the million a year or 1.1 a year because he's not going to be in our spine. But he's not going to... That, that's how they... He's not going to be in the centres yeah. for the whole year anyway. He's going to fill in at halves, in the halves and fullback. He'll, he'll, he'll fill in if guys are out, out for origin or in, injury. injury. He'll and, fill in... It's he can just, fill in in the back row if someone's hurt. All that, all that stuff. He, he's and, just, and that that's how South I think put it on their website when they officially announced the signing today. They said um, they've secured the uh, the signature of utility yeah. player Jack yeah. White. And again, because they're already sort of putting those feelers out there to um, yes, yeah, creating the so narrative. Look, I, look if that. I was you, I'd be pretty filthy too. I'd be like, because as I said, like. You can some you can sometimes see those scenarios where like if it's a player who's maybe 24, 25 years old, says I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a bit less to go to this club because not only could I win premierships, but they could turn me into the player that I truly think I could be, like the best version of, of me that I could be. Jack's 30. He's already he's already played nearly a full career. And this is probably his last contract. Generally your last contract you try and squeeze as many dollars as you can from it. And it's not necessarily so much about... And I, I can buy the... Buy, I want to win a premiership thing. I can buy that, but not for 300000 less a year. That seems a bit... I don't know. Something, there's something a bit weird about Something's it. Something's weird. There's, but there's look, lots yeah, of people. Yeah, they they will allow it. He'll be playing for South next year. No one, can, no one knows how to control the salary cap. And, you know, there was a few hints that, that you know, there's the link with boxing with his manager and... Other people, and you know, yeah. there's there's ways he'll get his money, and you know, he's, well, we he's know not, he knows how to throw a punch or two. He does. He hopefully, he does a few of those in the off season. Well, I, I think that's the other thing too that probably makes Canberra fans, and you can probably attest to this better than anyone, makes them feel a bit dirty about it. Is he's had some issues off the field too over the years that Canberra have helped him through, and they stood by him. They could have been like, and Canberra proven it. They'll they'll sack guys if if they misbehave, but they stood by him because Ricky wanted to keep him and. Ricky thought there was a good guy in there and whatever else, but now he's like, ah, oh, thanks, but I'm going to go and take less money because I think these guys might help me win a trophy. Like, yeah, okay. uh, hollow victory. It'll be a hollow let's victory. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, let's move on to the next article here. Oh, Get rid of this up. tackle. <laughs> Debate rages over this hip drop. Confusion amid injury epidemic. Okay. Okay. Pretty sure it was a couple of weeks ago that I had a nice little rant about about the NRL creating creating a problem by just going by this this ethos of ah oh, if someone is injured in a tackle we have to blame someone for it someone must be blamed every time the, the, this hip drop thing now I guess the thing that a lot of people keep saying they're confused about what a hip drop is. I'm not confused about what a hip drop is. I absolutely know what a hip drop is. What I'm confused about is why guys are getting penalised, sin bin, and suspended for tackles that are not hip drop tackles. I'm sorry, but the pain has one. And people can try and say, I'm biased, Bronco fan, whatever. I don't care. You watch that tackle. 
He goes in front on. Campbell Gillard ducks. And then Payne Haas trips over him. And ends up landing on his leg. And that's apparently now a hip drop. No, a hip drop is when you wrap your arms around the player's hips. You then lift your legs off the ground so that you can use your entire body weight to drag them underneath your body. That is not what Payne Haas did. And not one replay, not one person has been able to tell me how what he did was a hip drop track. Because it wasn't. It was a player ducking underneath him and he tripped over him. He fell over the top of him and landed on his leg. And here's the thing too. Campbell Gillard doesn't get injured. There is no way he gets a grade two charge. No way on earth. And here's the even stupider thing about it. Regan Campbell Gillard's leg that got injured, the, 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 the leg that got injured was his left leg, not the leg that Payne Haas landed on. The reason it got injured is because of the absolutely saturated wet field. As he was falling to the ground, he did the splits. And that's how he tore his groin. It had nothing to do with the tackle. It had to do with the wet conditions, which is an accident. Someone doesn't need to be punished for an accident. They need to get this right because... It's gotten so ridiculous where you saw in the the Storm game last night, Christian Walsh was penalised for a high tackle. He immediately challenged it. And the replay showed that he swung his arm and hit nothing. It was a complete air swing. These refs are so scared now to get it right or get it wrong. They're they're penalising when they shouldn't. They're not penalising when they should. The bunker chimes in way too often with this shit. Um, the game needs to understand that accidents happen and that's part of rugby league. It has been for 115 years and it will be for the next 115 years. They're so scared of getting sued that they've turned into a joke. Okay, I'm, I need a breath. <sighs> Your turn. <laughs> now, I, you know, at the time, I, I was sure it was a hip drop on the, the Haas one. And then, you know, the, when I watched the replays the next day, you can tell the splits is definitely what... That was a little bit different yeah. to the Ezra Martin. Mar- the man one. The man one. The man one. The man yeah. one. Even though I think it was still accidental, he still ended up tackling from behind, had his arms wrapped around his hips, and he landed on his leg. It's just so, that weird... And the Parramatta yeah. one as well. Yeah. I can accept that. It's just that weird motion where they get off the ground and then they drop. As soon as they do that, it's, yeah. it's that weird thing. But yeah, the Haas one was, was different to all of those. So it just... It was messy, and that's... Oh, I don't know, like... You know, I, at at the time, I thought he spun around and then put his whole weight down. He didn't actually leave mm. the ground like um, well, the, mark, the man one. His legs. That was the the yeah. difference, I think. And then obviously the injury was that yeah. splits that he just landed weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I love that they're just trying to do, get this out. I hate this I, I, whole I, thing. I agree. Get rid of the genuine hip drop, but because that doesn't mean penalise someone every time someone lands on someone. Yeah. Or, Technically, with tackling, you're supposed to land on them. Yeah, you are. It's part like, of the game. That's part of tackling. It's just that, yeah, if they did, I mean, it's so easy. If they just stay on the ground, it won't be a hip drop. Graham honestly said it. You know, it's pretty, yeah. it's just, and you know, like, even if people said it's just crept into the game, you know, they're getting trained by all these um, martial arts type, you know, wrestling moves. And it's just, that's how it creeps in. It's all that. Well, and look, we, we and, hate and the wrestle. Yes, true. And we hate all true. this stuff. And it, this is just... You know, they've got sort of, they're trying to get that wrestle out. They've sort of got a lot of that old school The, the reason it's come into the game right. so prevalently is because there's no reward for classic tackles. Yeah. Now you look, and I mentioned it before, that Nathan Cleary come up with two classical covering tackles where he started with his arms around their hips 
to, to initially get a hold of the player, but then he allowed his arms to slip down and wrap around the ankles to force the player to the ground, which is a great tackle. But the problem is as soon as a player does that, they're told immediately by the ref to immediately get off. Yeah, yeah. They're not allowed to hold them for three or four seconds on the ground when they do that. They're told immediately get off because it's not considered a dominant tackle, which I think is crap. I think it's I think it's absolutely a dominant tackle. You've completely chopped the legs out, uh, out from underneath someone legally. How is that not dominant? Yeah, yeah. How is that not? Do- but they so the reason that coaches tell them, no, don't do that unless you absolutely have no choice because you know because there's no reward in it. We need to slow down the play the ball as much as possible. Yeah, and that creates these problems. I mean, well, it's, it's like just... it's like why they why everyone goes high on tackles now, It's to stop the well, it offloads because they got to slow it down. And, well, slow down. You go low, there's no reward. And stop offloads. They slow it down. Then they get everyone coming around. They hold them up. Then the other players come in to bring them on the ground. Then they put them on the back. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. same problem. It's, it's, you can't tackle well, them properly because <laughs> just you 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 lose the it's... advantage in the tackle. This notion is a little bit like, as I said, like they, they want to blame injuries on someone every time. And, and they say, oh, duty of care is with the defender. All the time, duty of care is with the defender. So another good example, and it doesn't seem to happen now because obviously the coaches have had enough time to be able to coach their players not to do this anymore, is um, those accident, those crushes where the, a player would back into them so it accidentally turns into a crusher. And they say, oh, it doesn't matter. Duty of care is with the defender. There was one, I can't remember what game it was, but there was one this round where it was the opposite. It was actually... Um, the defender that sort of got caught in a crusher position, like the guy with the ball ended up sort of falling on him in that sort of crusher position and, and landed on the defender. Well, he still injured the player. Why does it matter that he had the ball? Why doesn't he have a duty of care to make sure that the defender isn't hurt? So I don't understand this logic of, oh, duty of care is always on the, the tackling player, not the man with the ball. Well, technically that means I could run with my elbows raised and smash into someone's face so long as I'm holding the ball. Because there's no duty of care on me. I can do whatever I want. All right. And with that bombshell, we're going to move on to our next article here. It's tough for Sammy. Manu's advice for Walker as reserve grade stint continues. What's Typi- to typical, typical roosters. They just want to just like destroy this young man's life. They they offer him the world, offer him millions of dollars to stay with him. That's so good last year, though. Yeah, they're going to dump him into reserve grade and let him rot there. You know who wouldn't do that? Filthy grubs they are. Poor 20-year-old. Ricky wouldn't do that. Come on down, Sam Walker. Come on down to the Raiders. Be our main main man. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months with with the Sam Walker thing. Because, look, they're they're not going to change anytime soon, I don't think, because... Manu's going to do a pretty good job as a 5'8". Um, well, I reckon, the, I reckon Roosters are worried that Manu's off contract in, what, he can talk to people from November. I don't think he's going to go yeah. anywhere, but if he's just in the centres, and that's not, you don't get the ball, you know, it's not a, a massive attacking thing, you know, you sort of, they're not going to get the ball as you much. Don't, you don't get the hands yeah. on the ball as much as a 5'8". Um, yeah. I wonder if that's got to do with it too, they're trying to test him out. Can we get him in Could here? Be. And, you know, yeah. Thing is, is Sam Walker willing to sit in reserve grade until Luke Keary calls it quits? Nope. I can't see him doing that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer Luke Keary's got. I don't know how many years he's got left, but he must be, he'd be close to the end and the start. Well, he can come to the Raiders. Um, come. Well, Sold that from the Raiders. I, we'll take him. I think Manu and, and Walker should go to the Raiders and become the new halves pairing. Yep. That's and right. then Luke Keary can retire and the Roosters can have no... Oh, no, the Roosters will find another three or four players from somewhere. Oh, just they always all right. do. That's a, that's a good ending point there for the news, I reckon. Oh, We've we been all burning tra- through a lot of time. We all traded beers again. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so beer bets for. I was close to mine actually. 24, 26, 22. Yeah, so, does anyone have a beer bet for me this week? Well, actually, Phantom was pretty close because Suwali conceded a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, I don't know. I, nothing's jumping out at me. Have you got one, Principal? Ricky Stewart and Wayne Bennett to have a bit of a hug at the end of the game and cry over Jack Wyden. Oh, yeah. That's what it's yeah. just going to just give, you know, embrace each other um, and just go, he's I'll, the one I'll, that got I'll away. I'll take that. I'll take that bet because I think Wayne's just like, you know, we've missed out on so many marquees over the last 18 months. This is just water <laughs> off a duck's back for us. So yeah. I, 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 I'll take that bet and say, Wayne, like, nah, we don't really care, mate. They we just want to hug. stick you up. Hug. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Smokes, you got to be a bit. Oh, you know what? And I know, I know this is going to... Oh, no, I, can't. I was going to do something ridiculous, but I can't. I can't. I was nearly going to say Tigers to get their first win this week against Penrith, but I can't do it. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? How about, how about the Raiders and Dolphins to go into Golden Point? Yeah, oh, that was my serious bet of the thing too, so I will take that. And also, going to Golden Point, four beers on it. It's a massive chance, this game. Yep, yep. They're, they're pretty evenly matched. Yeah. I think the, the, you look at the odds, they're pretty... Yeah. Well, the, the Raiders are favourites because they're at home, I guess. Um, at Wagga. And yeah. I guess, what's, what's, what's Phantom's one going to be? Uh, uh, what have we got? Who are the Roosters playing? What about... Um, Who are the Roosters playing? Oh, why don't we back his mate? Why don't we just... Double up on his bet for Marsh and say Suwali hat trick again. Yep. Just put the yep. Just because he's on. in such red hot form. <laughs> All right. I was going to say you could uh, make it Victor Radley to get. Oh, that's Simbian true. We could again. do a Radley one, couldn't we? Yeah, but then he'll get Radley it. Radley to get two two Simbians. Be the late. one time he doesn't get bin though, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're keeping it. Sue yeah, Lee we'll keep it Suwali. Why not? All right. We'll be boring. All right, let's finish strong, boys. We've got round nine tips. Uh, mm. Game starts tomorrow, so we're going to get this thing edited. Uh, Sharks and Cowboys. Principal, who are you tipping? Sharks. Cowboys uh, I mean, can enjoy their win from last week because they're not going to win too many more. They suck. And Smokes? Yeah, I'll go the, the Sharks as well. Very important game for the Cowboys, though. They, they do need to start racking up some wins. Uh, Sharks. Yeah, I, I'll go the Sharks. Leave, sharks and I all was around. very concerned I was going to disconnect this call. But anyway, that's okay. Uh, we'll get Phantom tips later. That's okay. I'm not sure who I'm tipping. But I think whoever's the favourite side, probably the Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. Uh, Eels, Eels, Knights. Uh, Principal, let's start with you. Well, I reckon it's going to be close, this one. I'm going to tip Eels, but still don't think Eels are tracking that well. Knights are... Eels are the favourite. Knights are going to be better with Bonger in the team again for another week. Mm. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll tip the Eels, but I'm the same. I'm not confident in them. Uh, yep, okay. And then Broncos, Rabbitohs. We've got Rabbitohs for the favourites, actually. They are, yes, because uh, the Broncos have got, obviously, Oates, Mam, and Haas are all out, and Jordan Ricky's under an injury cloud as well. So, look, I'm obviously going stick to with, stick with my team, the Broncos, but this is certainly a test of our depth this week. It's at Suncorp. Are you going to that game, Smokes? No, I won't be at this game, unfortunately, but um, I'll certainly be cheering on from home. Yep, and Principal? The battle of the teams that just stole all the Raiders' talent. The Broncos of Milford all those years ago, and then the Rabbitohs still in Whiten. I'm going for no team. No, I'm going for Broncos. Yeah, I, 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 I guess, I guess it... Rabbitohs <laughs> have joined my no-tipping list. 
It's getting quite long. It's, uh, you know, I, I guess Raiders the, gave them the foundation. That's what you got to think about. I guess right? the difference, though, when we signed Milford, though, is we offered him more money to come to us. Not the first year. Come on, you offered him like Whereas, nothing like, the first year. Oh, but it wasn't, it wasn't 300 grand a year difference. Like it. Ask Ricky. I'm sure he's got some insider information on that one. Oh, I'm sure he does. Poor old Ricky. All right. Uh, Raiders and Drag... Uh, sorry, Dolphins... Principal, uh, are we still tipping Raiders? They're the favourites. Oh, it could go either way. Raiders could just completely just shit themselves and this whole thing blows up and they don't win another game for the year, but I'm going to still stick strong. Go the Raiders. It's at McDonald Jones Stadium. Where is That's that? That's in Wagga. So Raiders take a home oh, game right. down there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Good job. Right. Okay. Um, look, I might... Oh, I don't know who you're tipping. Flip a coin, I reckon. This one, this is just... Well, Raiders came off that bye, so they'll be fresh. Yeah, right? true. I'm going to go the Raiders. Let's go the Raiders. But uh, calm, again, I think that, hence the golden point tip. Like, that's... I think it's going to be a really close game. It'll be game. close. It'll yeah. be close. Yeah. All right. And then Sea Eagles, Titans. Smoke, yeah. who you tipping? Uh, the Sea Eagles will probably win 34 to 32. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be Sea Eagles cross I think board. so, yep. Lock that in. I think Phantom might tip, you know, Titans just to be a one. Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing ever about anything. And then Panthers West Tigers, I think. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty safe to do. Yeah, we'll go the Panthers, Panthers I think. Because right. I'm not insane. And then uh, New Zealand Warriors versus the Roosters. Ooh. Smokes, who are you going? Oh, good game. Um, uh, I'll tip the Roosters, but again, with no confidence... Um, well, Roosters are. Warriors have got a few guys audience. out. They're, they're, and I think Dylan Walker's is probably going to get suspended. That was bullshit. Yeah, he's he's out for two weeks. He accepted that two yeah. weeks penalty. Um, yeah. Because he accidentally fell on top of someone's head. Fucking And principal, I'm assuming not Roosters. The Warriors, but I did forget about <laughs> not Roosters. It's not Roosters. Um, I reckon it would have been a great game if they Warriors weren't missing a few of their their key players. So mm. it's a bit disappointing, yeah, but. You know, it's even New Zealand, you never know. Roosters aren't travelling that well. Yeah, yeah, they're a chance of Warriors. All right, and then we've got the Dragons Bulldogs for our final game for round nine. I'm um, tipping Dragons, they're the favourites. Uh, Principal, who are you tipping? I'm going to go Bulldogs. Dragons Ooh. Dragons got up for that for last week's game, Anzac Day, but they were pretty shocking against the Raiders. I think Bulldogs might snag a win there. If the, if the Dragons play out like they did yesterday, they should win this game. So I'm going to for some stupid reason, have faith in them to do that. So I'll tip the Dragons. Dragons, yep, okay. All right, and then Storm get a bye, so that's good. All right, well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. We hope you enjoyed our analysis. It's a very Remember emotional one, this one. find us on uh, Facebook with the Pub Talk Rugby League podcast Facebook group. And uh, till next time, keep cheering for your team and see you all next week. Bye. Goodbye, Jack. See you. Good luck. Come on down, Sam Walker. Let's go. <laughs> uh. That's a good one. All right.